0: Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with Juliana Maxwell, and it is Friday, and we are here with Professor Maxwell.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. So, Dad, this is the first All time right. we're doing this when we're not at the kitchen table, and okay, we're well, I'm I'm physically... sitting at
2: the, I I'm sitting at the kitchen table.
1: Oh, okay. So, you're How how oh, is Misty? Yeah, how is Misty? That's the first and most important question.
2: Well, Misty's doing great. Uh, you know, she was just Thank sitting you. on my lap, so uh she just uh, decided to go somewhere else for the uh, for the moment but i'm sure she'll be back
1: she's follows (laughs) you everywhere in that house it's it's a very cute uh, image (laughs) um but one of the things that i wanted to ask you about because you know we haven't talked in a couple of weeks um on air about you know what we're what we've we've just lived through so we we've were not still in i would say the omicron surge proper right the mm-hmm. graphs everywhere are starting to go back down um in terms of mm-hmm. case numbers but that's not true mm-hmm. of deaths and as you taught us mm-hmm. deaths are the lagging indicator that come later um right but as you sit here where are we in this surge sort of with the looming threat of like omicron subunit plus whatever i don't mm-hmm. even, they, they, they didn't name it something new it's like a subgenre no. of, of omicron yeah um where are we where are we in this surge do you think
2: well you know what and and i kind of you know let's take a step back you said we're kind of coming out of the surge we're still this the deaths are still a part of the surge to be honest with you yeah all of it uh infections uh transmission all of that and the deaths that result from it are still a part of the surge um you know and there's a couple things that are leading you know to quote unquote uh people losing their lives and you know it's something i don't think a lot of people uh are talking about is yes people are not vaccinated obviously but i think there are there's a uh, kind of like a subpopulation of people that are under vaccinated and what i mean by that is they got, you know, maybe their initial uh, dose of uh, whatever it was, Pfizer or Moderna or J&J, but they didn't follow up and, and get a second dose of uh, the mRNA vaccine, or they didn't get a booster. It, it, it's uh, science, really scientifically proven if you've gotten your booster shot that you're much more protected uh, against Omicron. All right, so I think a lot of a lot of people are not really kind of reporting it. I I, I would assume that uh, you have a lot of people that quote unquote are un- under vaccinated, and uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's going to lead to you know more people getting sick, maybe not severely severely ill, but still having to go to the hospital and and things like that, and uh, you know, and again. As you just mentioned, uh, you know, deaths just being a, just a lagging ind- indicator. You can always, you know, when we, I guess we were having 400, almost 500,000 cases or whatever it was. Uh, and uh, you know, two, three, sometimes even four weeks after that uh, that surge of, of new cases, you're going to, you know, you're going to see people, uh, you know, unfortunately losing their lives. So, you know, it's, it, it's you know has a lot to do with what we call you know covid fatigue a lot of people are st- you know uh, especially here we're in virginia you know and uh, we've had a change of uh state administration here and so a lot of people are walking around you know maskless and uh they think uh they think the you know the pandemic is over and it's it's certainly not and uh you know those that Uh, or peddling misinformation or, you know, I think gaining strength. I really do. I think, you know, people that, you know, it seems like we're paying more attention to people putting false information out there than people that, you know, you know, the Dr. Fauci's or CDC or whoever, people are listening to them less and less. And, um, but, you know, unfortunately it all comes down to, uh, I think, you know, from the very beginning, you know, from the very foundation of what we built up as a country, uh, just you know, we didn't do it right right from the get go, and you know, unfortunately, the the misinformer in chief was our president, and so you know, a lot of people listened to him, and a lot of people listen to people who followed him, and right now we just don't have the you know the base the the the, you know the solid foundation to really build on scientifically and so that's where we're at we're still in we're still in the middle of it um i'm hoping you know by the spring uh things are kind of ease up a little bit but right now you know like you said uh we uh, we have a, a variant of a variant you know uh omicron has a variant i mean you know 53 mutations or whatever it is and you know this this is a very changeable virus that's just the the bottom line
0: so (laughs) we've started to see this really frustrating thing where people will start comparing your likelihood of dying of covid to your likelihood of dying in a car crash etc obviously that metaphor is stupid and wrong for a lot of reasons but like for a lot of people myself included Risk of death is like my own personal death is actually not my motivating factor for taking precautions. I have two motivating factors for taking precautions. They are, they are the vulnerable people that I live with and long COVID. We're not hearing anything about long COVID. And long COVID, like, the idea that I might be permanently or long-term disabled, that keeps me from doing the things that I would like to do. I don't believe, I I don't know that I won't die if I contract COVID, but I'm reasonably certain Mm -hmm. statistically. I believe the science. I am very unlikely to die. I don't know Mm -hmm. how likely I am to contract long COVID. I I have no sense of that number. And that is the biggest impediment to me moving around the world safely. So, like, what, what, if anything, do we know at this point about long COVID and vaccinated people? Like, have we had vaccines for long enough to have any idea?
2: No, I don't think so. I think we're still doing the research yeah. with that. But, you know, th- th- you said something about long COVID that we've been talking about, you know, probably since the beginning. We don't know how uh, impactful it's going to be on our other organs, whether it's our brain or our kidneys, and those are the our heart. Those are the things that I think uh, eventually that's going to to you know to come out. Uh, it's just going to take a while. But you know the other thing, um, you know that, that's so disturbing is our healthcare system will be uh, stressed. Uh, you know those being disabled and things like that. Um, You know, it's not being talked about. I I don't think it's being talked about properly. But, again, COVID, people think COVID is a, quote, unquote, respiratory kind of, uh, uh, you know, virus or respiratory kind of infection. And I'm finding out, and just, you know, through reading, I'm finding out that it's more than that. It's much more than that. It's more of a, I think, a cardiovascular, uh, you know, event where, it's affecting a lot of you know a lot of your major organs i mean if you're if you're suffering from dementia that has nothing to do i mean a little bit to do with your respiration but you know where you know you could right. be suffering from alzheimer's or dementia or whatever it may be uh, or your heart is being inflamed and and things like that the bowels of your heart and or your kidney function is not uh, up to what it should be yeah and, and then um, the other point that uh, that you made, um, you know, uh, you know, we're not thinking about what is and how it's impacting our family members or those that were around, and uh, so it, it's again, I go back to the the very beginning foundation where we did not have the right messengers were um, how can I say it people who really were informed and if they weren't informed they probably should have listened to those that knew much more about uh you know the science and things like that so you know there there's we're living uh unfortunately our country is is just living through uh you know where you have a large majority of the population uh is just um I can say under under informed or misinformed or not informed. And and so they think everything is is back to normal. <laughs> the
1: scariest thing for me about this surge is that it revealed that we're actually. I'm not sure if like collectively, no matter what the Biden administration does on a federal level, I don't know that if we're, we're ever going to get to a place where like we're doing the right thing. Because if a million deaths doesn't get us there, then I don't know what will. So at this point, we're looking at, like, individual choices and, like, local Mm policymakers who do get it, who are trying to implement policies, like, on the school level, individual school level. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. But one of the things that happened in this surge that was a little bit different even than previous surges is that we sort of did this thing where we were like, oh, we're opening up. First of all, schools in many places are open. The idea that, like, we need to open schools because – like they're right. closed is not true some schools are closed they're only closed COVID. when there's a
0: COVID outbreak right because there's open. a COVID outbreak
1: right. but they were open <laughs> so i don't know what what people are talking right. about but it feels like this surge it started and then in the middle of it we were like oh yeah we know there's a surge but we definitely need to right. get rid of every mitigation measure we've implemented since the beginning take off your mask yeah. you know like indoor mm-hmm. dining do all the things we're in yeah. normal everything's and i was like why are mm-hmm. we lurching towards everything as normal in the middle of a surge. Right. And right. we've talked, you and I, a lot about reinfection. So one of the things I'm reading about Absolutely. now is people who are getting Omicron a second time or people who had Delta getting mm-hmm. Omicron um, and the prevalence of people getting reinfected who thought that like they mm-hmm. had natural immunity and that was enough when it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Do you, why is it so dangerous for us to number one, think that we're, like, in some sort of endemic phase, which we're not, mm-hmm. and, like, that this right. is over. But, like, we're taking away mitigation measures instead of adding them back during the right.
2: surge. You know, to me, that's that's the, the most disturbing thing. When, uh, say, you have, uh, you know, uh, schools down here, whether it's elementary or, or secondary uh, educational you know, Glenn institutions Youngkin. here... Right. So, you know, uh, we're, we're going to court. Think about this. We're going to court to fight school districts about mask wearing. I mean, really, you know, that one of the things that we find is our number one tool to fight a virus like this is wearing a mask, uh, wearing it properly properly. Uh, you know, continuing to socially distance, continuing to ventilate our schools. And so we're going to go think about this. We're going to go to court and sue so we can have people go to uh, go to school without a mask and, and spread it to other children, spread it to administrators, spread it to teachers. Okay, so that's what we want to do. Really? That's what we want to do? So, I mean, it's just, again, you just have, you know, every time you hear about politics being injected, it was injected from the very beginning. It was injected into, um, you know, it was, I don't even want to say it was injected into the science, but it was definitely injected by people who had no idea or clue as to what they were talking about. And, you know, we, you know, if you think about an endemic phase, so we're, you know, eventually I hope, that will get to an endemic, where you just have, a, a, you know, low levels, you know, maybe 1,000 people, you know, a day or, or less than that being infected. You might think of that as being in an endemic phase, but we're, you know, we're nowhere near that uh, right now, and, you know, there's so many- It's 1,000 people uh, in New York. Exactly, exactly. So, you, you know- Every day. And, then also and he's talking just, about case it, numbers.
1: He's talking about case numbers. Absolutely. Right, are dead. We're we 3,000 people basically on average died every day this week.
2: Absolutely. But also, you know, unfortunately, people are thinking about their own little pods, you know, whether it's here in Virginia or, or in Florida or something like that. What we really should be thinking about is on a global scale where you have uh, populations that are totally unvaccinated because this is the kind of a virus that will go into a a uh, you know a large population that is unvaccinated and that's where variants start to you know pop up and uh, and guess what you know we'll have a delta we'll have a uh, an omicron or we'll have an, a variant of a variant and then. Uh, you know guess what surge uh, another surge will happen and uh, and you know you talk about just people just you know just uh, n- just not listening and and they again, people just think everything is is back to normal they 'll just walk around and uh, my thing is hey you get we go to the point just like you were mentioning earlier. You end up getting COVID, long COVID, Uh, you get reinfected because that's another thing that people are not uh, really uh, talking about is that your natural immunity doesn't seem to protect you from being reinfected. Uh, maybe it's it's like, um, you know, unfortunately, it may be like a chicken pox where the virus stays latent in you and then, you know, a stress situation or, uh, you know, you get reinfected, yep. those types of things. We don't know that yet. So uh, there are a lot of things we still don't know about the virus that eventually uh, eventually will come out.
0: I, I want to ask you about this, this B2 variant of Omicron because mm-hmm. you have been you have been so helpful with the variants because every time I read about, like I still remember Lambda and Moo and like every time I would read about right. a variant, I would ask you like, it, how bad is it? And You've, yeah. you're, you're sort of batting a thousand on this one, telling me either not to worry about something because it's only happening in a lab or yeah, like Omicron. Right. Yep. This looks like the bad one. This looks like the thing. <laughs> yeah. How are you, I know, I know that the B2 thing just came out. So like, I'm not expecting right. you to have a, a perfect answer here, but how are you looking mm-hmm. at it? Like, what should we be looking for?
2: I think we should be a little concerned about it. I, and, and I say okay. maybe not as much as Omicron, But I think we should be a little bit more concerned about it when, you know, say, in comparison to to Lambda or something like that. And the reason being is that, again, it goes to – World population. If, if we're if we're talking about uh, particular areas like in in Africa or South America or you know as as we're starting almost to here to get into the spring, well, there's uh, you know the south, Southern Hemisphere is going to be guess what going into winter. Oh. So there's going to be areas where you know a a surge could uh, could possibly happen. And then we live in such a, a global society. People are going to you know get infected, so again viruses mutate they change why to be to to make it beneficial for them to continue to to replicate and to uh, continue to you know to to survive pretty much and so they you know viruses will kind of do whatever they want to do uh, you know uh, throughout a, throughout the course of of their evolution. Uh, Uh, pretty much. So uh, we still are long ways, I believe. We're still a long ways uh, from being out of the woods, um, uh, you know, regardless of what people are saying.
1: What's your advice to people who, you know, whether it be their job or their kid is going to school or, you know, they feel sort of societal peer pressure, Um, to sort of get back out there because, you know, everybody else is out here and a lot of these folks don't have masks on. So I'm like, really, Mm -hmm. y'all? You're out here and you don't have a mask on? So, I mean, I'm just going to sit over here and wait for y'all, I don't know, to get infected, turn into a zombie and then I'll show up? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But but what's your advice to people who, you know, offices are opening and schools obviously Mm -hmm. are open and restaurants are open. You know, there's a lot more things that are, fully fully open without mm-hmm. mask mandates now mm-hmm. would you advise people to return to the office or you know put their kid in school or go to an indoor dining situation or a movie theater without a mask or without mm-hmm. social distancing and those other mitigation tools you you we, we're always talking about
2: mm-hmm. i i continue to say do not let your your guard down and what i mean by that continue to do those things that have kept you safe right from the uh, from the get-go right from the beginning you know continue to wear your mask i mean uh you know that the cds cdc is saying wear a kn95 or n95 or whatever the you know the numbers are continue to if to get your hands on that type of mask continue to stay socially distant continue to you know, not be in situations where uh, you know you're in a crowded theater and things like that without doing those things. So, all of those things you should continue to do because the moment you don't do those things will be the moment you get, end up getting ill, or or and then you know possibly uh, you know allowing your family to to get ill as well. So, again, we're we're still not out of the woods. Uh, you know, hopefully, like I say, by the spring. But again, I still think, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, traveling on an airplane or on a train or something like that, um, you still, I think, uh, you should be wearing a mask. I still think uh, you should uh, still use all the precautions, uh, you know, whether it's washing your hands or sanitizing your hands or whatever you're doing. All of those things are extremely uh, important to continue to do. Yeah. Please. Yeah,
0: please. Please. <laughs> please.
2: Yeah. It must be I, so I mean, frustrating
0: you know, to be you in this moment. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. It, <laughs> like it, to actually
0: be dramatic. the scientist.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> like it, we're it, all it, saying,
0: it's trust the science. You you actually know it. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't even imagine.
2: <laughs> it, it it's it's extremely frustrating. And, and again, I I I go back and I continue to kind of beat the same drum because. You know, right from the beginning, if we were fed all of these, I don't want to say lies, but it's just, you know, we were not told, uh, you know, uh, or the the strongest voices or the loudest voices uh, were not not saying the right thing. Um, You know, uh, you think about it, we didn't have a vaccine. So what, what prevented us from getting ill or, or infected? Well, wearing a mask, wearing it properly, don't wear it around your chin, uh, staying, uh, staying distant from one another, uh, washing your hands, uh, you know, not going into crowded environments. Those are the things that helped a lot of people, um, you know, out from getting sick. Well, guess what? Those things still uh, are effective though we found we uh we found out that those things help us from getting ill, so you know that you you, you have people here just you know doing whatever they want to do whether it's you know and, but think about this you have childrens uh you know zero or six months to five years old haven't been vaccinated that's a population. Uh, you know, that uh, if they get infected, where are we going to be when little children? If we're again, I go back to your point you are making, Zerlina, If a million people of have, have or almost a million people have lost their life. And again, that's undercounting because I guarantee you there's probably 50 to uh, 100,000 people who might have died uh, maybe from another illness. But, you know, the it underlying was cause was was COVID. Right. So we're talking. Right. We're, so, yeah. So we're talking right. about a million people that have passed away from a an infection, and you know we're acting like okay, no big deal. That, that's no big deal. Take <laughs> your Professor mask Maxwell, off and go to the crowded theater. Thank you and, like, so much.
1: Thank you, Dad.
2: You're we welcome. Always, appreciate we you always love having.
1: Thank you for waking up with us, guys. We had <laughs> Professor Maxwell back. Stop tweeting at us <laughs> about <laughs> it. We know you missed him. <laughs> Thank you for all of your helpful advice. All right, Jess, we did it. We made it through we the We did week. it. Look at us. Yeah. So go get your booster shot. Have everybody. a great day. You too. Stephanie Miller is coming up next.